G'day everyone, it's Will. I'll be quick. Uh, new guest, new guest Charlie, Laura House. Uh, if you listen to Comedy Film Nerds or a bunch of other podcasts, you've probably heard Laura House before. She is one of those people that I did not know before this podcast, and it's rare that I have someone on the podcast that I don't know at all, but I listen to her, particularly for me, on Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, I think she's perhaps my favourite guest that they have on that show, and I just always found her so delightful and interesting and funny and warm and all those things. So I reached out on the internet, you know, uh, and just went, hey, do you want to come and do my podcast? And she, uh, bravely enough, came to a stranger's house to uh, talk to a complete stranger and make something. And uh, I really loved it. Uh, I loved having her on and I I hope we'll have her back all the time. I think she's fantastic. As usual, when we have a new guest on the podcast... um, a way you can contribute is if you like them, just hit them up on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever and tell them that you heard them on the podcast and you like them because it just encourages people to come back, really. And it tells them that, you know, kind of welcome to this universe and, you know, it's nice to have you here. So uh, that's a way you can contribute contribute to the podcast if you like the podcast, if you're looking for a way to contribute, uh, if you'd like to help us out. Uh, another way you can do that is to rate the podcast, you know, give it a star rating where you listen to it or write a review, those sort of things uh, to keep the, the algorithm, the way that... Uh, the iTunes thing works. I don't actually know how it works, but uh, you know, obviously the more feedback and stuff and the more passing around of the podcast, it keeps it up there and it means that new people can discover the podcast and you know, blah, blah, blah. Last but not least, uh, the way you can support the podcast, of course, is we have a Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash tofop. Uh, that's just a way for you to be able to contribute if you would like to contribute. We try to keep the podcast free and free of uh, advertising. Well, I mean, you know, we plug our shit all the time, but free of advertising for... Um, you know, products that we don't believe in and those sort of things. So the way you can contribute to help us uh, keep it going, uh, at the moment we're trying to raise some money to get to the LA Podcast Festival, but uh, the way you can uh, help us out is you can go to the Patreon page and, you know, you could subscribe $1 a month or $2 a month. Uh, if you There are some good reward levels. Um, uh, what have we got out here? Let's have a look at the page. I actually... Um, uh, oh, okay, so... Uh, for $20 or more per month, you get a uh, hard copy version of the TOEFOP 100. That's when we had the, uh, 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 the, the court stenographer who uh, transcribed the show live on stage during our 100th. Uh, now, her version is very different to the actual... So you can listen to the version that we posted and you can read along with the hard copy. James Fosdyke did the art. It looks really fucking fantastic. So there's uh, there's still like 80 of those left if you want to be a $20. That's pretty high though. I understand that. Um, there's a $15 level where you get uh, first access to all of our live shows, uh, which do tend to sell out. So that's a pretty good level. But this is the one I want to talk about. If you pledge $10 a month. Now, I know 10 bucks is like a lot, but, um, you know, it covers all our podcasts. You know, Willosophy, uh, Fofop, Tofop, and our footy podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. And uh, we try to get out two or, two or three podcasts a week. You know, sometimes it's just two, you know, two or three. Sometimes it's even more than that. Um, and so, you know, if you think that that if maybe you listen to all four of those podcasts and you think, oh, well, that's worth it. You know, if I get my two or three podcasts a week, maybe I got 10 bucks. Uh, at the $10 level, there's also an extra special bonus thing. So <clears throat> a lot of you will know James Fosdyke. Uh, 
If you are new to the podcast or new to our world, you might not know who Foz is yet. Well, you're in for an absolute treat. Foz uh, came to us through the podcast originally and has been doing our art and stuff for our podcast for years. And that transitioned into him doing all the art and stuff for my show. So if you've seen one of my shows, one of the backdrops or one of the posters in the last four or five years, they've all been drawn by James Fosdyke. And now he is doing a weekly, oh, well, sorry, a fortnightly comic strip for the $10 subscribers. So basically it takes a moment from one of the podcasts and he's starting at TOEFOP 100 and he'll take a moment that Charlie and I were talking about or whatever and he will uh, use that as an inspiration and then extrapolate out into his own Foz world and he's already done like four or five that have gone up they're all brilliant and you get one of those I mean you get that you get access to that exclusive access to that so it's really fucking great and basically what we wanted is you know obviously if we can get more people at this level it helps us on the podcast but it also helps James who's done so many things for the podcast and that you guys have enjoyed you know the t-shirts and all those sort of things James has always done those things as a discounted rate for us because you know he's a friend of our world and a friend of our podcast but like all of us you know you do something for a long time eventually you know the it's hard to justify to your family while you're going off to spend all that time doing that free thing or that thing that you're not really getting paid for. So what we thought we could do is incorporate a Foz level. I mean, Foz likes doing stuff for the show and we wanted something extra cool for the show. And so that is, uh, you know, banged in together. That's So that $10 level is a way of you not only supporting us, but if you like Foz and you like his art, it means that next time we need him to do something for a poster, for a show, you know, then, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be available to us and, and we'll have the money to be able to pay him properly to do those sort of things. So that's what the new $10 level on the Patreon side is. You don't have to subscribe forever, um, you know, but if you if you like the show and you think it's a value for your money and you are in a position to support it, all the money we raise always goes back into the show and the supporting the people around us who help us make the show because our aim is just to get it out as much as possible, you know, at the level at Patreon at the moment, we're getting out two or three podcasts, you know, a week at some stage, I think our dream would be that we could be getting out four in the week, you know, particularly during footy season, you know, maybe three a week, you know, in the rest of the year, three or four a week, and then, you know, four in the footy season. Anyway, so uh, contribute if you would like to contribute, if that sounds like something that you would like. I said I would keep this brief and it's been six minutes, but for me, you know what, that's not too bad, I don't think. Um, all right, I am going to go and... Uh, do some work. I have some other things I need to do. So I hope you enjoy this episode with the fabulous Laura House. The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson. And uh, joining me, first time guest, Charlie. And it's been a while since we've had a first time guest, Charlie. It's the first time... Uh, since the 250th, I, I'm hoping in this next 50 episodes before we get to the 300th, we might introduce some new people to the family. But uh, quickly before I introduce this person, I'm going to tell you it's an interesting one for me because I don't regularly have people on the podcast and I can't remember the last time I've had anyone on the podcast that 
I don't really know. <laughs> so uh, this is a bit of a blind date, but it's somebody who I have heard <laughs> on a bunch of other podcasts and gone, oh, I wish she was on my podcast. Oh, <laughs> so please boy. welcome who guest Charlie, it? Laura House. How are oh, you? Oh, hello. Hello. Um, I always automatically clap. Like it's a morning show. Oh, God. What? I add, honk, in, honk. I, add, I add in sound sound effects later. <laughs> oh, good, good. It's, yeah, it's nothing but sound oh, effects. Oh, good. I want penguins and sound like cartoon feet running. Oh, I want, that's I good. want everything. You know, uh, G- George Miller, who directed mm-hmm. Happy Feet, uh, mm-hmm. I currently have his phone number in my phone. Oh, okay. We've been going through this podcast. So here's what happened. <laughs> I love uh, Mad Max and I love George Miller. Okay. Like I I think like a man, he inspires me so much. Mm -hmm. Like he's a a medical doctor. So he was trained as a medical doctor and he decided that he wanted to be an artist and make films. And at age 72, he made one of the most creative action films, Mm -hmm. you know, that I've seen in years and revolutionized what I thought you could do in cinema again and all those sort of things. But he also lives near me. So when I'm walking my dog... (laughs) I see him regularly uh-huh. and I want to I want to talk and to him. And you've never approached him. No, I've never approached I him. I respect that so much. Right. But yeah, I because we're sitting in the middle of Hollywood where people will tackle someone just who's just trying to buy coffee because they're on a TV show. Do you think they do to that here? I actually think they're pretty restrained considering how many opportunities they have to see celebrities. I ideally you want to be restrained, but it happens all the time. Like where it's just it's like people are just trying to do a you know buy groceries or what some simple thing so i okay. your restraint is respectable but also you never know if somebody would appreciate the compliment i i aim low like if some if i'm pretty sure people aren't told oh my god i think you're amazing much i'll give it i'll give it to them oh you you yeah. never see me approach brad pitt but if there's yeah. like he that knows. guy on that show that did that like one time it was like you were so good on that arc on the practice where you played <laughs> that murderer and right. then cameron Mannheim didn't know like because you were a boyfriend then you said she was ugly but you were ugly but you had that head in your car oh my god you were so great <laughs> and then he's like oh my god thank you yeah no, I, I think I think you're right. <laughs> so maybe you, yeah. if you're if you're walking a dog and he's walking, maybe a maybe a wave, maybe you do the old pretend you don't know who it is and just strike up. Hey, do you have the time to strike see if something catches fire? Okay, I'm going to give you two things for context because <laughs> we don't know each other. I need to point out I'm not always this restrained. I once followed, <laughs> I once followed Fabio into the showers at the gym to see what his penis looked like. Oh. So, and yes. did you – was that successful? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was having a shower in a, an open area where right. anybody could have seen what his penis so looked like. So you did get to but see – was I, it impressive? I mean, I actually feel like – here's the thing. I'm not – It I'm, would look average, I would think, in because a shower he's so situation. Big. And also because he's so big. Um, like, do you mean? like? And it wasn't in full presentation or anything. He mm-hmm. was like literally a man having a shower. And he so, must have noticed that you had a camera. Well, I mean, here's the what? thing. He was fine. With, here's, okay, here's how I put it. He was fine with showering in a place that was open where anyone could have yeah, looked. Yeah, right? So that's oh, not, a, point. That's not the call point. of a man who yeah, has yeah. something to hide. Yeah, we can all drive home sweaty. He yeah. was like, oh, I felt, this is yeah. what's happening. And by the way, Fabio did not need a shower that day because I'd seen his workout, which was mostly just going over and talking to middle-aged ladies and then oh. doing a couple of arm curls. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
for them specifically? Yeah. Ladies? Literally. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's, he, he spent like an hour and a life, half. What a life, huh? What a sad, weird life. I used to go to this gym that I hated. <laughs> like, I hated... I, I gave up going to the gym like 18 months ago and I've never been happier. Like, <laughs> okay. never. But the only thing I miss is the gym that I went to had heaps of celebrities who worked out there. Oh, interesting. So it was my... I feel like you can learn so much from somebody watching them work out. Okay. You know, about what they're really like, you know. Because if they're, like, if they're working out, but they're clearly looking to see if people are watching them work out. Like, that's a certain kind of jerk. Yeah. Like, (laughs) whereas, like, when Dr. Dre would come in and work out. Oh, God. Dre's all about the workout. Yeah, I, you sure. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a guy who's uh, got other shit to do with his day. Right. And when he's working out, he doesn't oh, want wow. to be stopped and being told. So this is a fancy Australian gym? No, this was here in LA. Oh, got it, got Right, it. when I first came here and I was I like, see. oh, I'm in LA. I this should go to the equinox gym. Equinox or Crunch or what, yeah. whatnot. Got it. Yeah, correct. And uh, but the you, you would think they would, I mean, Dre, I would think, has a, would have a sweet gym at his house mansion. I mean, I feel like occasionally you're there to show off. And right. Dre look good you know what I mean (laughs) like if I were dry I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hiding that in my own basement you know all right I'm not keeping that to you know like if Joseph Fritzl was just in the sit-ups all right he wouldn't have locked his dirty secret in the basement (laughs) so you just uh so it's advertising yeah I think so right but the the one that I always remember is Uh, and this is my favorite is Jeff Goldblum oh all right Mm -hmm. works out in slacks no. Like, you know, no. Yeah, like normal pants you would no. wear to an office job. Like he comes in. Like, yes. Yeah, like he works at Blockbuster. You're right. And then oh just comes God. in and gets on the cross trainer. That's so specifically weird. Right. That the only, the thing that makes it make sense is that it's Jeff Goldblum. Right. Where you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that guy being right. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My... My friend said he was waiting in line, uh, you know, whatever fancy restaurant for valet and that Jeff Goldblum was there with a a young woman. I believe he's married now. It could have been her, a different young woman at the time. But the um, that my friend said when Jeff, he said, I noticed it was Jeff Goldblum. And when he noticed that I noticed that it was Jeff Goldblum, he started like putting on a show, like sort of dancing around and making out with right. her and just do like a whole, like, oh, I'm t-, like, he was just t- turned the switch on of right. his Jeff Goldblum. Went full Goldblum. <laughs> Went full right? Goldblum, yes. Yeah. yeah well, people want the um, experience, right? I I mean, he's given the people but what they want. You also just kind of like your eyes just kind of wander and you register, oh, that's. That's him, and then now there's a, like a sad, empty man dancing around in the parking lot. <laughs> You're waiting for the valet. Like I'm with a young one. I'm in Independence Day. All of them, blah blah blah. Like yeah. okay, well. Yeah, I mean, I guess sad. if it wasn't Jeff Goldblum, I would have said there's this crazy guy at my gym who works out in his slacks. <laughs> so it would. It would be. There's a guy you never want to talk to, but instead it's like there's a guy who's in all the big movies somehow. Where are you from? Where? How Texas. long have you been here in LA? I've been here about fifteen years. Oh, okay, so like a long time. Yeah, like, a long time. Do you like it here? It's like people ask me that a lot. It's interesting. Oh, yeah? They always ask me, "Do you like it here?" And I'm like, I haven't really thought about it because I'm here for, you for know, work? For, for a work reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I like it enough. I think it's, I like it. Do you I, like it? I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and we are here for work, so it's like just a giant sunny office. Right. But it is like. <laughs> Like, but people love to hate it. Like, I don't know if that's why people are asking you, right. but I'm from Austin. Well, I grew up in Dallas, but I went to school in Austin. Uh-huh. And Austin is like um, Oz in the way that Australia or parts of Australia might think of itself as like just 
this is the most amazing place. Right. I sleep and then I surf and I have good friends and we read books and we're not yeah. fake assholes. And like Austin has this like, this is the most. And so when you kind of break out of the comedy scene or you, you know, have done all you feel you can do and, you know, go to L.A. or New York or whatever, people are like, oh, how's L.A.? Or just the stupid, how's smell A? Right. <laughs> How's LA? Like, oh, your cleverness astounds me, but I... I mean, the but finest comedy minds. Yeah, but <laughs> it's its like, well, if you're... I mean, if you're an empty... Let's... I don't want to bag out. Let's say if you're a person with issues uh-huh. um, of like addiction or whatever, it's a tough place because you're <laughs> looking externally for validation and you're and it's a hard... But er- everywhere is hard if you're that. I say that as uh, someone who knows. But then if you're... When you're like a whole normal person, you find your community who you like right. and you find the places you like to go to and it's... You make a home for yourself. So... But yeah, it's... People love to hate it. Like, it's horrible, right? Because I made the right decision staying here and not going there because this place is amazing. I guess if you want to feel that way. Yeah. And if you want to feel that way, I don't think there's actually, (laughs) if you genuinely do feel that way, there is some great joy in that, like knowing your place. Like, the thing that I, well, okay, here's what I'll ask you. Because my family, I come from farmers. So my grandfather, father, brother. So three generations living on the same road, 354 oh, people. Wow. You know, that's 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 a, a, a people who are happy, you know, mm-hmm. who have chosen their world and their life and it is that world and it is that life and all the things within mm-hmm. it are important whatever to them. Mm-hmm. But it is a commute. Like, you know, my grandmother lives around the corner. You know, yeah. the, the kids are, you know, dad. Very sweet. My brother works with my dad. You know, the grandkids are there. They can see them all the time. Oh. I'm sure they're very happy with what they've created. Mm-hmm. Is there a thing where I think like, you know, in, in show business in particular, but like, you know, in the, the travel of a comedian and all those sort of things mm-hmm. where there's almost like an endless yearning, like this sense of like, you know, that nowhere is quite, yeah. you know, enough. And sometimes I feel like, oh, is, is that what you're stuck with? This idea that you can never be contented? Like, is that part of the, the aspirational showbiz? Like, does it come with that? that inher- do you mean inherently the performer never quite feels at home. Right. Or is it just, or, you know, but just, or even that what you were saying is, is there some great comfort in going, you know what? I don't need to go to LA. I'm really happy here in Austin. And I'm like great here. And I have this really great life. So instead of, I guess maybe I think about it through my own prism of like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I come over here and I like, I'm working harder and it's costing me money and I'm struggling or whatever. I, maybe what if Should I was I just of, be a farmer? Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, maybe I just grab a hoe and right. I've, I've made all the wrong life choices. You know what I mean? I I'm, you know what? I'm going to be the funniest a fucking sim- farmer right. in, in all of Australia. Yeah. Then I don't uh, have to know, the pressure. I totally get that. I just think there's sort of two things. There's the person who's like, because it's scary to leave a safe place and go pursue something that you don't know what's going to happen. So I think sometimes there's the people that are justifying not going somewhere. And there's Uh like, I really want to hear that LA is terrible because I, I don't want to think that's something I should have tried, but then I do. And and for years I was jealous of like, (laughs) because I'm from a, a, a suburb of Dallas. So oh. it wasn't as small as 350, but it was, it's still like a country mindset. A lot of people live within a few miles of where they grew up and that sort of thing. I played uh, mm-hmm. the comedy club in Dallas. Oh, uh, the improv or no, a different one? The one on top called, of the bowling alley? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in a like it was a bit. It was near the George W. Bush Library University, whatever okay. that university is. So it's not technically in the center of Dallas. It's in like one of those kind of satellite, okay. you know, I'm kind of anyway, sure whatever. Which one that is. Um, and it was interesting to me because it was probably the most conservative place oh, I had been because I haven't sure. been like to a lot of you know. This was. You know, as far as they kind of sent me into that sort of world, uh-huh. and it was, a, I found it a very like I met some really awesome people there. Yeah, like yeah, I had yeah, a really yeah. great time, yeah. but there was also something else there about is, it that. Yeah, Dallas is a weird. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's kind of a weird place. Right. But I do think like so. There are some people who I grew up with that I'm like, why couldn't I have been happy just marrying a used car salesman right. <laughs> you know or whatever right. like like we look on facebook or whatever yeah. like oh why couldn't i have been happy with just you know like whatever i had found by 28 right. or whatever and i'm like and oh, then i don't really i'm just gonna stay other, here and I, yeah but it, but, <laughs> but i have found personally like that as i slowly came to like switch my focus and embrace like well this is what it is and this is what I'm doing and it is fine and get that I have I have found like the more I found like a community you know of I don't know like-minded people or whatever the more I'm like oh okay this this is home but I guess that was I mean that if I've been here 15 years like that was just a few years ago so it's a long it's a long it's a lot of soul searching to kind of go where do I belong or you know whatever but where am I happy yeah and I've also had so many experiments with um fantasizing, you know, Texas is my home, you know, like I'll uh-huh. buy a ticket to go home and I'll be like, oh, I want to see that old, well, see that, that old, old guy I dated in high school. Maybe I'll, and then I go home and I'm just like, oh, this is the worst place. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, I wanted out of here since I was, you know, could like open my eyes, like for a reason. Right. So it's a, it's nice to go, oh, right. LA is. So explain to me place. what growing up in Texas is like. What what are your memories of like what is what is your existence? What do you do like when you're a kid? And- oh boy, um, my existence. Well, I'm from um, a kind of a I think a somewhat typical suburban family. Like, right. um, what did you? Did you have two parents? Did yeah, you, yeah, two parents, and uh, my what dad, did they do? My dad worked at City Hall. My mom was a teacher. Okay, yeah. And uh, we're adopted, so my mom like couldn't have kids uh-huh. and really wanted kids. So it, it's you know, boy and a girl, and a mom and a dad, and lived in the same house, never moved, had the same friends, and the the part that gives it kind of a fun uh, country bent is um like my dad's a hunter like my dad worked for city hall and then Uh he was a hunter and like really into it you know like he's never home during deer season like on the weekends and you know what if it's not deer (laughs) season it's turkeys or it's doves and or he's fishing Uh or you know like anything now i know is what can i kill yeah anything to get away (laughs) it is absolutely what can i kill what can i kill to get out of the house and he was yes (laughs) I just, I'm not into that wife and daughter and I got to kill something. This was the solution. This was an amazing. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to kill them. No, but I will, no. But some ducks That's are going to have to. <laughs> but I can definitely be away from yeah. them, kill Killing other, things, other things. And there's enough satisfaction with a, a steady stream of beer to make that work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could have been his thinking. Um, I've been talking about him on stage lately of like my, he's been, my dad has been mad for so long uh-huh. that that's just his cadence now. Okay, like right. he can't say like, and even when he gen, genuinely means something friendly, just sounds mad. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Like every, <laughs> or I'm, and like, it's so true that he, well, I love you. Like, he's, 
I'm going home next week, and he's he's been having all these procedures because he's old, and he's just having all this. So I go home as much as possible, yeah. even though he's like, well, thanks for coming, I guess. Like, we can't even, like... I'm like, all right. Like, I just have to translate. <laughs> this means I love you so much. Right. I'm so glad you're my daughter. Right. Like, I just have to, like, fake translate for my dad. Well, I guess you can stay a couple of days. Like, oh, he's saying he's eternally grateful. Whatever. <laughs> this is the most I'm going to get from this man. But, like, he's, I mean, he's that, having these heart procedures. Yeah. And he's like, it's no big deal. <laughs> he just... He calls his cane a stick. Like, he's just a tough... Uh, no Country for Old Men, uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones, uh-huh. that's my dad. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, well, I like him now. I got <laughs> no, this whole image. This when is I nice. saw that movie, I was hitting my roommate. I was like, that's yeah. my dad. Like, he wasn't quite Cur- Hank Curmudgeonly? Curmudgeonly, and the kind of guy that could see a... I remember this scene of a... It was like a cartel death scene in the desert or something just just carnage Uh and just not not even a raised eyebrow walks into the trailer and there's like a half a glass of milk that somebody left and he picks it up well i hate to see that (laughs) like my dad would totally see like 80 murders and then be like how do you just leave milk out (laughs) who what kind of animal would just leave, like I mean, finish it or put it back in the fridge. The murder, I understand. Yeah, but then he'd hap- be like, well, that's, I, I mean, mean, that's what a cartel's going to do. Yeah, right? But re- there's no reason for this. I mean, health and <laughs> hygiene, safety. <laughs> for, for the milk, how long's it been out here? I mean, I assume it's pasteurized, right? You can't right? Is drink this... it now. Like, who's going to try? I mean, it's just, that's just a waste. Yeah, I mean, and an accident waiting to happen. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've never seen my father, the essence of my father captured so well. So interesting. Is there any uh, grandchildren in your family? No, um, not really. My brother and I don't have kids, but he married someone Uh with two sons, but they were already like seniors in high school, college age. So kind of, but we never... The thing that I found really interesting is because I... I don't think that I will have kids, although, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not anti the idea, mm-hmm. but I also, I'm 42 years old now and, and you it's hate just women. And I hate women. What? No, what? Hang on. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Not all men. Hang on. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you're not allowed to love Mad Max and uh, be an MRA guy because they were so fucking mad at that movie. Uh-huh. Like, so mad at it. Anyway, <laughs> men can be terrible. <laughs> Literally not all men, but fucking right. way but too many men. Just, just the ones you see. Yeah, way what? too many men. That's <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was that's like. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, anyway, whatever. You're letting the fucking team down, men. Raise your fucking game. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> men, what's wrong with you? Come on, just fucking minimum standards, right. guys. Just come on. <sighs> it was such a fucking strong brand for so long. Oh, my God. You know. 20% of you are great. Come on, what's wrong with yeah. the rest of you? I mean, essentially, we were Coke before you had to print the ingredients. <laughs> but now that people know what's in it and who yeah. it kills, we're like, oh, oh fucking come on. <laughs> of men. The ingredients of men. Um, anyway. Arrogance. Sexism. So, I... Don't my brother and sister both have kids, uh-huh. and uh, so sh- she's got four and he's got two, and so you get to see your parents because they're like also close. Uh, well, you just get to see them with kids, like at an age that you can't remember them being mm. with you. So then you start to have that question of going, 
Because I can't remember my my dad with the kids. Like, I mean, he just adores them, you know. But oh, I never yeah, really yeah, yeah. remember that aspect of my dad. Right. And so I wonder whether it's just something he has now. Because he was always a hardworking farmer trying to mm-hmm. raise a family, you know. Maybe didn't have the time, you know, mm-hmm. for that sort of thing. Um, or whether he's had a second go at it and he's made a different tr- – you know, like, yeah, maybe it's oh, easy. Oh, that's interesting. And so you don't know if you're going, is this how he raised me when I was that age? Right. Or is this the complete opposite of how he raised – like, I mean, you just – I mean, I have no – Right. I could ask, I guess. Yeah. But- <laughs> you could ask. The uh, I get that experience with my friends, with kids. Like, sometimes I just let myself imagine something very sweet, like um, – you know, my friends have little kids. You know, if they post something like, my amazing daughter, something, something, I'm like, oh, if my mom had, I think my mom would have posted something like that. Or, you know, I, I'm really astounded by this generation of guys and their kids. You know, like you're, uh, I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I'm just thinking of Dave Anthony and Jimmy Pardo. What, you know, but these uh-huh. guys I know with kids, and they're so sweet and tender with these kids. And I'm like, Part of me, I, I've it's made me tear up when I think of like, oh, why didn't I have? And then someone's like, oh, maybe my dad had these moments or you know whatever. Like, will you get to see? Yeah, I guess I just let myself have that experience with strangers. <laughs> but it must be really, it, yeah, it must be really sweet with you know seeing your parents become grandparents. Although I will say, it's also fucking like I mean, I spend a day with them. And I'm just like, well, fucking, you can have these back and I'll see you again. Oh, and the si- kids? The kids. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, my sister no, has I, four. I get that. Oh, and wow. it's like, that's a lot. I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah. we took them to see, like, we went to see an Andy Warhol, like, you know, e- exhibition and, like, the, well, you know. Of course, kids are going to love that. Well, they'll kids. love touching the colors. <laughs> But it turns out at the museum and the art gallery, they're not that as keen on people oh, touching really? the Andy Warhol. Like well, I mean, don't put them at a. I, <laughs> Don't let children in. What yeah, do you think no, that's really do? true. They're going to touch it. Put a petting zoo out front for the kids. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it is one of those things where you're like, oh, we just walked through this whole thing and we saw like 15% of it. Yeah. Because the kids were all trying to tell me jokes. And you had to get them candy or whatever. Oh, no, they just, yeah. they love jokes. <laughs> but they don't understand what jokes are. Mm-hmm. But they love to tell me jokes. Like, so they'll have one joke. So the first one will be like, uh, oh, sorry, knock, knock. Who's there? A banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Is this banana again? <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> I'm going to call the cops if this is banana. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. <laughs> Orange who? Orange, you're glad I didn't say banana. Right. That's the joke. But at but least then they that's will, a clear one. Yeah, but here's my point. Here's the next joke. So that joke's fine. Uh-huh. Then they tell me the next joke. Uh-huh. Knock, knock. Who's there? Carrot. <laughs> Carrot. <laughs> knock, knock. And then just repeat <laughs> the same thing until they get the same punchline. Oh, And wow. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not a different joke. No. <laughs> that's the same joke. So I like that uh, you're critical that they're not good comedians. No, I mean, just that's, I mean, just, it's just <laughs> yeah. repeating the same jokes. <laughs> It's like a badly made sequel where you they just go, get, that's the same joke. you got to get new material. you got to get new material. Yeah. You've got to advance the joke. But isn't it your job as an uncle to teach them dirty jokes or something that they take to school and get in trouble with? I'm a professional comedian. If they <laughs> if they want a comedy advice, I will give them uncle advice. But if they want comedy advice, that's... 
I mean, you know. They'd have to pay for that. I mean, that hard. I, <laughs> I do a little course. <laughs> they have to get that from Netflix. Yeah, Playground Humor. A, they can oh, listen to a so podcast. Cool. They do it. <laughs> yeah. No, kids are terrible comedians because they're just like, the, the giant had a, went bowling. <laughs> You're like, that is, uh, there's were you, no structure. Were then. you a funny kid? Were you a performer kid? Were you like a show-off kid? Uh. I was, but I, I, yeah, I was a, like a precocious, like kind of a show-off kid. But my my family, not funny and not talkative. So the house <laughs> was very, just sort of, quite, it was comfortable enough. It wasn't like we were rich and quiet in that uh-huh. weird way. But it was just like, you know, my mom's not chatty and my dad just hates everything. So it, there's just, so I, ha, it's like that was, I developed like a school persona. Right. Like home was just sort of a quiet whatever. And then, but school was like, you know, I would quote Steve Martin from specials and I would, you know, like everybody's listening to, you know, Duran Duran or whatever and they're Walkman and I'm listening to the Joan Rivers cassette and the, and Eddie Murphy and, uh-huh. you know, whatever. And the, like, so yeah, I, because it wasn't, How? it Why? wasn't encouraged. Where did it, yeah, where did that come from? I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to me, like being adopted, because I, you know, you're, you're, I'm my own kind of social experiment of like, who I do, I think that, you know, right. like, because I'm so different from them. Like, my mom wanted to travel, and a lot of people kind of want to travel, but like, in high school, I was a foreign exchange student, and I lived in Norway for a year. Why like, Norway? I just want a way. Well, that's its whole other. Okay, well, um, we can get back to Norway. Yeah, but I yeah <laughs> put a pin in Norway. Um, a cute guy talked me into it, okay. which is how a lot of my stories. Nice, go. that's good. But- <laughs> I like that. I think oh, that's the that's that's the uh, happily ever after to a lot of. A lot of my stories. Yeah. No, it's more like the inciting incident, I guess. Right, yeah, it's once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's the once upon a time. Yeah, exactly. No, I like that. I think there's something very romantic about making some impulsive decision based on like, oh. you know, that and sort you'd of... you'd love me. Right. <laughs> I wanted to... I had a rough job a couple of years ago uh-huh. and I and it ended crazy and I just felt gloppy. Like I just felt like, ugh. And I was like, I just want to... Like, uh, get away for like a week, like a cleanse, like, uh, is there like a retreat where you can do just like, uh, I don't know, raw food. I kind of was fascinated by raw food uh-huh. that you can make like, like dried out eggplant look like lasagna or whatever it is uh-huh. like the, you know, like it's really just, <laughs> just cause it's part art, but a, whatever. Right. No, I like, yeah, I and, get that. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I went to Bali <laughs> Ate like, pray love. Like did I, you eat pray love? I did. Eat, yeah. I, I ate, ate pray love. love. Yeah. But I did. Uh, but slowly, I was actually in India when that bitch wrote that book. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like then, when you tell people, everybody's like, oh, like eat pray love. I'm like, fuck you. I was doing it. She didn't like own. <laughs> you like own India. Yeah, exactly. You were eat pray love. No, yes. Yeah. I was yes, yes, I was pre. I was, I was doing, eat pray love and before yeah. it was cool to eat and pray it, love. It didn't even occur to me to like you could just go to a country first and just eat. Right. I I guess I'd been doing that in but in America and then I was like yeah. so I just I did, mean I guess I just did us, pray love. All of us that were eating. I mean that that one's not even one you should boast about. To be honest, who's going to a country and it not is, eating? It right, exactly. I Might as well call it fucking and, breathe pray yeah. love. <laughs> I just went to France and I found a treadmill. Yeah. What? Nobody hey, does what? that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do. I like to do these 
kind of big. Like I couldn't just like, oh, I, you know, I'll drink juice tomorrow. Yeah, sure. I, I was sure. like, I'm going to Bali. Yeah. And so I'm a, I'm a certified raw food chef. And I did a... How long did that take? <laughs> it was a 10-day. Uh-huh. So the first week was 40 hours of... We just ate raw food, and it was raw food chef training. Uh-huh. So I have a certificate claiming I did that. And yep. then um, then it was a juice, raw juice cleanse. Uh-huh. And then I had a couple of days on my own in Bali, and I was like... I feel like I'm that fucking eat some food. I feel like that certificate <laughs> process probably wasn't like that authentic. Like I don't, <laughs> but well, but, I don't but appreciate you seeing right through me. But here's the, but here's the thing that I will say: it's it's rare that you know, kind of having a loose interpretation of somebody's skill set in that area yeah. is going to kill anyone. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you're just like, you know what, you just it's uh, it's fine. Have your certificate. It's fun to say I'm a certified <laughs> raw food chef, but yes, were I to apply yeah. to a raw food restaurant, no. they would quickly get into yeah. areas I are know you, nothing are about. You, are you certified? <laughs> First question: Are you certified? Before you cut that carrot. Hey, 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 hey! You think you can just massage avocado into some kale right. and <laughs> work and work here? Uh, are you a vegetarian? Do you eat meat? Are you a, like it was the raw food? Just any sort of raw food? It was. Does sushi I, count as raw food? Like, I can go you through. Um, you know what? I go through phases of yeah, things. Okay. So it was sort of that. So I, I will go through, and I will do it again. I'm sure, but like, and I'll go through like extreme phases of things. So yes, for a while I was vegetarian, or raw, or like a couple summers ago, I was like, I'm just gonna eat raw food for a hundred days and blah. Blogged about like day fifty. I was like, ugh, ugh no way. Kill me. <laughs> it's too many nuts. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's too many oh. nuts, and I and like, I have like addictive <laughs> tendencies. Like I, I inherently sure. want to hurt myself, <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> but that's how I'm made, and and, right. and apparently millions of other people like like you crave a, something that hurts you. So I'm like, yeah, I miss course. diet coke. Like right. it's it's literally poison. But you're just like I'm like because. <laughs> I just gotta. This is. Too, I'm feeling good. I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm like, oh, I gotta come back down from this. Right. And but like di- the other thing I also love about Diet Coke is being the like the one that broke you is the idea that <laughs> that was the it's, that was my uh, siren song because it's not even like you know it's, it's not even, not even Coke. No. Like it's not even you were like no no you're you right. know like I'll have it because occasionally like yeah. if I've got a hangover if I just like yeah. whatever like I still would like I would I probably only drink like four or five cans mm. of Coke a year. Right, right, right. But when I get but, one, I'm getting a can of Coke and I'm going to enjoy it like I'm in a television commercial. Yeah, like you yeah, know, it's going to be it. that moment where yeah, I'm like, you're going to turn to the is, side, yeah. sun behind you, right. skateboarders, and I'm going to feel like it was an amazing decision. Yeah, no, I get but it. But in that moment, I'm going to not go like, I've, all right, I'm back. I I'm get back, it. and I'm going to. Like that's like a guy who's been like in a relationship for forty years, and he decides like tonight I'm going to a strip club, and uh-huh. then he goes to a place where they only take their tops off. Yeah, you're no, like, mate, if you've made the decision, just I, get a lap dance. I drink <laughs> diet coke like I'm in Lost Weekend. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, I don't know, like I'm like it's hidden in lamps, and so I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like. It does some crazy shit to me. Like, I just want to be mad. And I guess it's my dad and me. Like, I just, I need to be mad too. Bright. Right. <laughs> the Coke just gives you an edge. Yeah, it's keep, a real, It gives you yeah. a, keep a little yeah. edge. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. Or right, okay. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. I get okay, it. Got it. I like it. Yeah, I don't I, drink alcohol anymore. So I, you have your new, you find a new horrible way to hurt yourself. I mean, I think that 
It's interesting, isn't it? But I mean, are everything. You, are you teasing me with your kombucha? Like, you know, kombucha has alcohol a little bit of alcohol. Bit of alcohol so alcohol I'll just move it a little closer to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, I don't want you to start. Imagine, ah, oh, that'd be a terrible way to spiral a back terrible in the world, way to go out. That's, like, that's worse than diet Because you can have a kombucha. <laughs> right. But if you have like 11, like you have to tell your sponsor. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're like, well, I... I, it was just some kombucha, right. a case. Well, that's not yeah. okay. Look, I had a cough yesterday and I drank three bottles of cough medicine mm-hmm. and nine yeah. kombuchas. That's fine, right? <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah. I, oh, and the insides of a thermometer. <laughs> right. But, but, so, but no but, beer. But no beer. So, <laughs> so, Safe. Still got six PBRs in the fridge, untouched. <laughs> I am golden. Everything's yeah. fine. It's uh yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing. Where... I bought Earthbar. But <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, anywho. Anywho. Twelve steps. Yeah, no, I um uh Dave Anthony, who was a um, previous guest on the podcast. Jerk. As what? as you know, he was previously just just a quick you, you two crossed over, but this will be a yeah. week. Yeah. Apart from each oh, other right. in the grand scheme all of right. things, so it'll be a bit. When I say jerk, I say it with love. Yeah. Well, also, no. I, you <laughs> you came an hour later, which was very kind of you, mm. because he you're, was he was running late. You're so welcome. you know, he has more responsibilities than I do. Also. Well, yeah, he does. You know what? He's really busy. Family and. Uh, I guess that's it. A kid, that's he's, a got, lot. he's got a podcast. He has the research. <laughs> he's got a podcast. I mean, you know, like oh yeah, he's got research to do. About I mean, the, it, that one, the horrible underbelly of America. It's a research, but he does have to research. Yes, no, it's like I mean, I mean it's almost anti the idea of podcasting. I it, <laughs> yes, it is. It's more like just be a librarian. Like, right. what are you? It is, but it is the smartest. Takedown, not takedown of America right. ever. Because the rest of us are just reading the a headline of a tweet and being like, oh, this country's crazy. <laughs> but he's like, well, and like as he talks about something from 1885 or whatever, you go, oh, that like, I trace it back to like, oh, that, that like shines light on, you know, institutionalized sexism or, you know, whatever. It's, it's a giant origin story. It's yes, it is. You know, I mean, so many awful beliefs and belief system and people who are, you go, Oh, this whole country is hypnotized by hatred and crazy. Right. But also I think what it does is that it, because we haven't heard those stories so prominently, you realize we're making the same fucking mistakes that we've made, you know, over and over and over and over. But to me, that's just like, how can we fix it? You know, I mean, I, that's the, the famous quote that I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember who it was from and, you know, what specifically it was. But, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that if you don't learn from history, you are d- you know, doomed d- to repeat, doomed to repeat mm-hmm. the same mistakes. And I said that. Yeah, it was you. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, no, I heard you say it on comedy no, film notes, no, right? No, you- yeah. <laughs> you must have heard me somewhere. Yeah. It was in relation to the Terminator franchise. Yeah, but, no, that's, but, you know, yeah. It, it still how, made that's sense. That's when I said yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not profound. Doesn't mean right. Just because so, I was talking about Skynet doesn't exactly. mean it, it doesn't have weight. Right. It can be applied <laughs> to other areas. <laughs> Obviously. So, but it is that idea that because that stuff's whitewashed or that stuff when we're taught history is not the stuff that we're taught about. Yes. Then people just continue to do the same dumb shit over and over and over and over again because it isn't presented in that way that you're like, oh my God, we've been doing this same dumb shit over and over. And so much of my adulthood, and I don't know if it's the case for everybody, but so much of my adulthood has been, I can't think of a better word than flabbergasted. (laughs) 
so uh, excuse me while I say that, mm-hmm. but like has just been being flabbergasted of how awful people are because I was raised very sweetly. Right. My mom raised me like it was 1952. Like right. there's no bad things and we're, and everything. And then it's like you book and they seemed very stable and they seemed like they made a decision when they were, you know, 25 or 30 and they just lived that. So I, as an adult, I just thought something was so wrong with me of like, I don't, know what future to live into and I don't and why do other people seem to not know and you have to learn like it was shocking the first 250 times you learn about a a great man who cheated on his wife until you go oh I guess they just all do that right (laughs) like there's there's kind of something to Germans having terrible fairy tales that they tell their kids. There's something kind of great about Grimm's fairy tales that is like, gosh, all of ours end in happily ever after. Just kind of a, a mean thing to tell a kid. Right. Like it, it makes you the good guy that night. We're like, and then just sleep well, happily ever after. And so you're nice. But 10 years later, that kid is going, literally nothing is happily ever after. Like, right. But even the <laughs> happily ever stories lesson. aren't happily ever after. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you really think that it's going to work out with Snow White? And, no, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these are all problematic relationships. But that's why we end Cinderella, them right there. Right. Anyway, blah, 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 happy. What? <laughs> Everything's the, the, good. Yeah. No, nothing is complicated. The good girl night. who's now married into the royal family, she used to like, you know, she's... Come on. It's going to be fine. He's a shoe obsessed. I mean, come on. This is <laughs> the whole... Shoe. The foot fetish guy is I mean, just going to be what happened to her. Diana? No way. <laughs> Maybe looking for other shoes. It is so... I don't know if it's like I was just raised because I I always felt like I was like raised in a bubble and I just had to like learn, oh, the world is very challenging and things are nuanced and it's like. I mean, it's tough, but I do wonder about that. You know, when you said about the the cheating thing, the Mm -hmm. the, like there is a somebody said to me like once about a couple that who were in a, an open relationship, yeah, that we were talking about, and they were saying, you know, they've decided that they're going to have an, a, a, you know, a kind of open relationship. Mm-hmm. And and this other person was, like, talking about the idea of, like, oh, you couldn't understand that. And I was like, mm-hmm. how many of our friends mm-hmm. are in open relationships where the other person just doesn't know yes. that they're in an open relationship? Yeah. Like, in some, it, somehow it seems weirder that, like, there could be a couple who go, well, you know what? Like the nature of how I see relationships and they are, it, maybe maybe we are concentrating too much on this idea that, you know, blah, 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 and we can find, a, I'd rather know about it or whatever our right. thing is than you be having this whole secret life that I don't know about yeah. or whatever and we can get through it or whatever. But because because the thing is happening a lot already. This mm-hmm. is the, the thing I always say about drugs. So in Australia, we don't have legalized marijuana or even legalized medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um but we have the highest per capita use of marijuana in the world. So oh, if the reasons that you think that we have legislation are to stop people from doing it. Oh, it, right, right, right. It's, that's, people are already doing it. Right, right. So why are you criminalizing something that so many people are already, like, you know, and so it's that thing of like, you know, practically looking at things. If you're told that, you know, people don't cheat or it's the worst thing to cheat, but you see in reality that yeah. for some fucking so many people are, maybe we're just looking at, at all that in the wrong way. I don't really know. I don't, I mean, I don't know what the answer to that is. Right. No, I just of course it would raise be, it more as a thought. How amazing than, would it be if we did? You know what the answer is? <laughs> you know what the answer to people being sad in relationships Tell me what it is, is, Laura. No, it's, yeah, there's, there's not an answer because there's also this, um, it's a whole, 
maturity issue of a culture, you know, like it's a whole, like growing together as a culture to right. figure these things out and that, cause it's like, cause I feel like I was raised and for a while I was Southern Baptist growing up in Texas and like where you're supposed to look at France and be like, Oh, affairs. And they're so throwing their sex around. Uh-huh. And then as an older person, it's uh-huh. like, that's, that's what sex is. It's not right. as bi- it's not a big deal to yeah. them. But we sex were- is this thing that you are able to throw around. Yes, if sex you want. is this thing that yeah. is. Uh, it's just a thing. You, if you have a human body, right. it's a part of it. So yeah. it, it seems weird to pretend it's not. And but like America is like doing all those things, but doing it in secret and then acting puritanical. And it's just this. It just seems like immature. Like right. it just seems like well, yeah, we're a younger country and we're being weird about stuff the way like nine year olds laugh at farts What's like, ca- more mean, than more than you have to not that farts aren't funny yeah. but i mean but they've given sex this like i mean and it obviously comes from religion probably in most mm-hmm. cultures yeah but it, they've given it this otherworldly thing rather than it being a thing like eating or you know bodily like a thing that is just part of you know and you can still have a special occasion like you know i mean you can have a special occasion meal you can save yourself for like the special sure. occasion sex but it doesn't mean that you're not going to necessarily get a burger on the way home in the car or whatever like <laughs> i don't know where that is you're, you're you going to get hungry again right exactly what? right no it is it's the, but that's the kind of stuff that i'm like that i think that on the dollop that that they just point out so well in such a specific you know way of storytelling that I don't, I'm fascinated by it. All right. Well, we're gonna, I've never worked that hard on anything. What we're going to do right now is we're going to have a mid-podcast pause, which we sometimes have. We sometimes do not have. But the reason we're having it today, for full disclosure to the audience, is that I drank too much during the Dave podcast and now I need to have a bathroom break. So I'm sorry, Laura. This is very unprofessional I'm going to stay me. here and do a commercial Are for you? Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Feel too good? Diet Coke. <laughs> We're back. It only, took, it only took a second for them. <laughs> you drank three Diet Cokes. Diet Coke. Because uh, you just <clears throat> feel too good. Tell me about what you're doing at the moment. Let's talk oh, about you and what's going on with boy. you right now. What's going on in the, the world of Laura House? My world, um, it's been an interesting year. I, right now, I'm about to go to Texas to visit my dad on Tuesday, and I'll be there for two weeks because he keeps having all these procedures. Mm-hmm. What sort of procedures? Well, I went there in March because he was in the hospital. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so bizarre. So I I lost my mom like 11 years ago. Uh-huh. So I only have like two family members now. Yep. My dad... Um, cut people out of the family. <laughs> so I was kind of somebody we were, I was talking to a friend the other day about this was that difficult family member or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I think my dad, my dad must be the one in our family. Yeah. Cause we, um, he alienated us. Right. So now that I'm a grown up, I'm like, no, I know I have cousins, but I don't really have relationships with them. Maybe they were all the difficult ones. No, but they weren't. <laughs> he, he like cut off his brother. Like it's just this yeah. kind of all dramatic, right. uh, yeah. you know, he's a, it's all got to go. He's Tommy Lee Jones and right. No Country for Old Men. Yeah, exactly. He's got um, no time for that. Yeah, who wants to hang he's out? He's got with to him? be <laughs> He's got. He's got things to be mad at. He's right. Got, he's got some Big Bang Theory reruns to watch. Exactly. Um, That's how he balances it out. It's crazy. He will watch but, any sitcom. Really? Like when I go home and he's he'll watch if like and whatever is on in a you know old people even yeah. though they have a remote right. they just leave it on that but same once channel it's on, as yeah. long as they can. Right. Steve Harvey Show, Cedric the Entertainer. All the Chuck, all the Chuck Lorre ones, but I mean the, the Big Bang. But yeah. this is the reason that Chuck Lorre lives in a gold cloud. <laughs> he just sits like, there and watches. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm going to go home and see him. But this year, oh, and what are his procedures? So in March, I got a call from my brother. Um, my brother told me my dad was in the hospital. Oh. So I was like, should I come or should I not or whatever? And so here's what happened. They did that with my mom. No one told me what was actually happening. My uh, mom had cancer. Yeah. And something had gone. Right, and she had been through years of it and chemo. And then it would go away and come out, you know, yeah. like it does. But um, they, I missed her by 15. I missed her passing by 15 minutes. Uh, they would, which was probably, if she could have chosen, she, that's probably what she would have sure. chosen. She didn't want me to be there for that. But, uh-huh. um, but my fi- they're, for one, they're dudes. But also, we weren't, we're not like a close communicative family. Right. My mom sort of held everything together. So without her, nobody knows to like write a thank you note or call a cousin <laughs> or anything. Right. Like they're just yeah. sitting there. So when I asked my brother in March, like, should I come home? He's like, no, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, it's fine. And then it took me like four or five hours alone to be like, I'm going to go home. Like, right. that dude, like, <clears throat> Because he was like, well, there's nothing you can do. I'm like, what? so if I'm a wizard, I can come home? Like, right. there's nothing anyone can do yeah. well, except actually, a doctor. I've, I've been doing an online medical course. No, no, you don't understand. Um, Reiki yeah. is pretty powerful. Yeah. And hey. I, I won't actually touch him. He won't even know I'm doing it. i got to be honest with you. Has he tried an entirely raw food diet? Because um, I have a qualification. I can take just vegetables. Right. And make it look like lasagna. Yeah. So has, and he, taste has, has he tried that? Like vegetables. Right. <laughs> has he given that a go? So I'm on my way. How does he feel about barley? Does he like? <laughs> does he like his hair being braided? How grated? about some diced raw mango? Right. It's just like candy if you've never had candy. I'm gonna be there in a second. <laughs> Heat up some rocks. <laughs> I brew my own kombucha. Yeah. I'm gonna tell him it's beer. Right, it's fine. It's got alcohol. Though. Um, <laughs> I have eleven of these. <laughs> Three bottles of cold medicine. What is it? A Chinese fungus. It's fine that you put into tea. Anyway, it's good. So, um, yeah. So, he, the, he, what had happened was my brother and his wife visited my dad. My dad lives alone, so they went for a visit. Uh-huh. And my dad's wearing a jacket in the house, and something's kind of weird. And my brother's wife was like, I, this doesn't look normal to me. And anyway, they found out, uh, they ended up making him go to the hospital, and he was septic. Uh-huh. So had they not done that, he would have passed away alone okay. in the house. Wow. So serious. Yeah. But, uh, so it's like, <laughs> but as this stuff comes out, and the reason I'm laughing is because it's so bizarre to be it is did on curb your enthusiasm it was like Mm. larry's mom died but they didn't tell him because they didn't want to bother him or what like they're like that like they're just so they're like oh dad's in the hospital he has sepsis oh well what happened well you know he's got diabetes so he can't feel his foot no no i didn't know that i missed that episode (laughs) so he had a uh so he had an infection, mm-hmm. but he didn't know, and then it got real bad. And then anyway, so we took him in, and that's when they discovered the heart blockage. What? And oh, so hello. it's like with everything yeah. he says, there's just some new bit of uh-huh. bad news. But I went home, and what's funny about my dad is like he's not your average 80-year-old who has sat in an office or whatever. He's also a hunter, so he's had a lot of country living. Right. And like, I mean, a lot of people are anti hunting certainly in LA but when you think of the physicality of a person who can shoot a deer drag it to the truck 
Right. It's a physical Dra- thing. Like to do. it's a yeah. huge it's a huge I know, thing. I mean, look, yeah, I'm I mean I've been a vegetarian for fifteen sure. years and I'm not like a hunting person in any way, but I also grew up in the country. So I've yeah. seen like, you know, I grew up in a culture of people hunting in a manner that if you like in a manner that you understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's respectful. And that is him communing with nature. Yeah. He doesn't break any of the rules about yeah. it. He won't overkill or yeah. not. Yeah. Use no anything. people who are doing a thing that is legally able for people to do in a way that is like not reckless or you know, yeah. irresponsible. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a thing. You yeah, know? it's a thing. So yeah. he, so he's that guy. So he's really strong. So as the, so I went home and it was so awful. And like, it was a, a week. I went home on like a Tuesday and he, uh, He's in the hospital and he, you know, like he looks sick and it's not, you know, he's weak and whatever. And then as the sepsis lifted, he just got fine. But in the meanwhile, they were like, you have this heart blockage. And we we were like looking at assisted living. Right. You know, we were talking about what are all these big plans. And then when it got around to Sunday, he was like spry and sassy. And the doctor was like, you can go. And we were like, wait. We can just, what do you mean you can go? And he said, well, I, I don't know why. If he's just on pills now. It's it's fine. You can't. Like, it it went from, like, I right. think I'm at dad's deathbed to, like, oh, he no, seems fine. fine. Like, yeah, when the infection lifted. Then he was left with all this. They had uncovered all this heart blockage, which uh, was, like, I'm trying to think. Even as I say this, I'm, like, editing, like, is this entertaining? I don't want to just be sad, but it also is something that happens. No, it's interesting. I like it. I mean, if you're happy to share it, then I'm happy to hear it. Oh, you're a nice guy. Um, I feel like our blind date's going well. Is that crazy? Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, he, they they were like, well, we're going to look and we'll just put a stent in, you know, while we're in My dad's got stents. Yeah, and then they were like, well, it was too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like, it was too, we couldn't just put a stent. So it's like they bring, like it looks like the high, oh, crazy highway system uh-huh, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, we're like, oh, this is right, bad. Yeah, okay. But this is my dad, which I've never, I couldn't even imagine someone with maybe a better attitude about this. Uh-huh. Not self-pity and not denial. He was right in the pocket right. of talking to this doctor. And he sure. goes, look, you know, because he was like, well, we might, you know, need to do bypass. And my dad was like, look, I'm 83. Right. Both my parents died from heart disease. Maybe it's my time. I right. got a couple of years left. I, I don't want to have surgery. And my last eight months, I'm just in bed recovering from surgery. Right. I want to go fishing. Right. Like, so I was just like moved that he, but then the doctor countered with saying, well, why do you think you just have a few years left? Like right. we can do things that weren't available for your parents. And then my dad was like, oh, right. <laughs> It's just this cra- anyway. So on Father's Day, I called my dad to say hi. Did he whisper in his ear, "We can rebuild you better than you were, faster, stronger, stronger. angrier"? <laughs> well, good luck making me angrier. Able to kill fifty hippos in one single hunt by hand. <laughs> well, he's, I don't reckon I'd know what to do with a dead hippo. He's nature's worst nightmare. <laughs> Look out, dear! Here comes Bionic Stan. His name is- his name is Stan. Is it really? He would be the bionic Stan. <laughs> the, the bionic the Stan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend was like, was like, for old guys like your dad, like, why don't they have like a Walker Texas Ranger? Right. How does like Chuck Norris not have like a line of walkers? <laughs> 
Cold Walker, man. Texas Rain for just tough guys that are like, Surely. it's cool. I mean, <laughs> like they're just like, could they not even be themed? Could they not have like guns on like on them or something? Yeah, like, you right, know what I mean? Like a, holsters? Yeah, totally have, uh, yeah, totally have holsters. Walkers with and holsters. A, a beer can. A beer, a thing can, to yes. hold a, a beer can. Yeah, you can have a traveler. Yeah, exactly. How is that? I mean, that's a good business. That ha- that that's actually probably just, a very good business. That's just good business because yeah. there's tough old guys that are like, they just want some walker. Like, make it cool. Just uh, well, I mean, people have those scooters here a lot more than they have in Australia. You know the um, the other uh, lazy uh, American. Yeah, those right? ones. Yeah, those Can't ones. Where, but like, I've seen some of those that are tricked out. Tricked out. Like, <laughs> pimp, pimp my scooter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, there's people with all sorts. I mean, you'll see a yeah. flag or some yeah. like, you know, some sort of mirrors that are up a bit more. No, but sometimes but there's racing like a stripes yeah, and sound flames. system and like. Sound system. Really? Are they going up and down like on hydraulics? Oh, that's like, what, a, yeah. like a low rider. Yeah, that's scooters? what I would like to say oh, yeah. at the no, traffic lights. Dragging off other. Um, <laughs> I think we have the premise to our Fast and Furious 6 script. That we were talking about, Fast writing. and Furious. They've already done, I think they've done the sixth oh, one, seven. so I think it'd have to be. I think you know what? Let's just probably for, about for twelve or thirteen. Yeah, actually, that's where it is. <laughs> you know, Vin Diesel's yeah, back when it's like he's ninety. Uh, yeah. You know? When it's scooter racing, it's yeah. underground scooter racing. It's just Vin Diesel with like a mm-hmm. giant hat on, mm-hmm. like can't reach up to the first scene's him at the DMV, <laughs> and they're like getting rid of his license, <laughs> and he has to get a scooter. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. But he still won't slow down. No, still. Well. I mean, he's yeah. st- he's still furious. Yeah, but he's mostly furious. He gets- he's mostly furious about young people <laughs> and the he's government. He's mostly furious about people on his lawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 That's what I want to see. Yeah, just yeah. Vin as like a no. grumpy old man. <laughs> it's like. Teenage millennials. Yeah, little, he's got the bifocals on the edge of his nose, all Ben Franklin style. Yeah. Are you a uh, fan of the the Fast and the Furious franchise? Because here's the thing: I was never a person who I, I had had no interest in watching the movies, and I'll watch pretty much anything. I catch a lot of flights, so eventually I watch Mm-mm. like everything. Right. And uh, I had missed, I reckon, about the first four or five. And then somebody just said to me, you know what? They're a little bit more fun than, you know, you, what you th- just dip in, watch one. And I watched one of them and it was really entertaining. And then yeah. I went back and watched all of them. But even after that, and even after me going, yeah, this is like entertaining and whatever, there is still a part of me that's like, I can't quite understand why this is such a yeah. big thing as it is. <laughs> like, you know? I, yes, I, I'm, we share a palette in that I'll watch whatever. I'm not mad about stuff. No, I never understand why people are mad about. I get mad a movie about that the, comes out. I get whatever. mad about the Zack Snyder movies. You know, the Batman versus Superman. And yeah, you the, have a real Batman thing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And people because don't. you love him. Yeah, I love Batman. So that was yeah. your. So he, you feel protective. I mean, not even really. Mm-hmm. Like, because here's the he thing: he protects Gotham, but you protect him. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm the, sweet. I'm look. I'm not the hero that he needs, but yeah. I'm the one that he has yeah, right now. You're the now. one he has. I yeah. get it. I so get no, it. I I love the Christopher Nolan movies, but mm-hmm. they're still like available. In fact, they're on the television all the time. No, yes, they're, you can watch them whenever you yeah. want, mm-hmm. right? So I have no problem with somebody else making a new Batman sure, movie sure. or a new Superman they're movie. They're not taping over it. No, exactly. Yeah, I'm fine. That's I'm how not, I feel about. I'm not the one Ghostbusters of those guys. remake. They're I'm, not taping over the original. Right. Like, settle down. You can watch both of them now. Yes. I mean, I watched the Point Break sequel. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So th- I'm setting the bar of where I'm at. Yeah, I get it. But, I get it. But when somebody fundamentally doesn't understand the idea of what the characters or a movie are and not – Then you're it, offended. Then I just get offended. I, I get really mad at the fact that someone gave someone a heap of fucking money and uh-huh. they wasted it. I see. That's the thing I get mad I at. Not the fact the that – The waste. Yeah. I love I a big dumb movie. Or like you're, a, you're like, he wasn't a traveling salesman. Right. Like none of this how is. You, like, yeah. How wrong was he about Batman that you're like, oh, he didn't do singing telegrams. I mean, what's wrong with this guy? He murdered a lot of people, which is pretty un-Batman like. Like that's one of the things that <laughs> oh, he's that not into. Oh, that was the things that he put. Like, yeah, he was a murderer with guns as well. Like yeah. he's not oh, a big gun or murder okay. person. Oh, I see. I mean, he was, was just Dexter. Uh, one of the big plot <laughs> points again, and I apologize to the person who messaged me the other day saying Hilarious. that they've now had to pause seven podcasts. I of was mine. just listening to you talking to Gareth Reynolds when you said specifically oh I didn't see the Batman so we don't have to talk about that for 40 minutes you did anyway right <laughs> every all right I'll try like, to pull you out of it say your one point and then I'll try to yeah I'll find a way to pull you exactly. out exactly and I apologize but okay so there's a big plot point at the end <laughs> back every, to my dad's heart disease everybody knows <laughs> is that Superman and Batman essentially become friends when they both discover that their mom has the same name spoilers but Martha Martha <laughs> There's this scene at the end, literally, as he's about to kill him, and he says, Martha, and he goes, Martha? Like, literally that. And they realize their mums have the same names, and that's why they become friends. It's like possibly the worst scene ever in the history of anything. That makes me wish your dad's name was Stan so bad. Then maybe you would go, wait, but... Hang on, Stan. What? My dad's name is... No, let's not kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to kill you, but if you grew up with a... Angry right. guy named Stan. Batman is the world's greatest detective. And he did not at any stage in his research of Superman here, he's worked out how to take down with fucking kryptonite sphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He never worked out their mums had the same mm-hmm. name. Never came up mm-hmm. in his fucking no, extensive research. Of, no, I, and your point anyway. about the photograph was very well done. Yeah, are the photo, I mean, no, seriously, I it's the age of the, no. anyway, I've yeah. seen like at There's least. There's not a copy of it anywhere. There is so no. many photos on the internet that have convinced me that no, Nicolas no, Cage is a time traveler. Yeah. You're telling me that this, anyway, like there's a lot of plot points that I could get bogged down in and have several <laughs> no, times. I, I get it. On other it. podcasts, but in general, I'm I, I do just enjoy oh, like yeah. a, a movie. Like yeah. I'm w- watch any dumb thing on the plane, and I, like and I can get into often, the headset of enjoy right. like. And you have to admit, like the reason those, you know, car racing and chasing movies are, it's fun. Go, oh, that's right. a, that's a crazy action sequence. The uh, Mission Impossible movies, right? Real fun to watch on a plane fun. when you're just like that's. That's so crazy. Right. And you can yeah. rewind bits. No, I'm not. I quite you. like a rewind. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like that's why I love watching. Um, I'll watch like superhero movies on the plane, particularly ones I've seen before, uh-huh. because I just sometimes just want to watch the bit where Chris Evans goes and Hulk smash, oh. you know, and then I just want to watch it again. I love And then Hulk I want to watch it again, you know. I love um, sometimes uh, when it's. Movie night. We don't have a specific movie night. Wow. But when we decide to go to a movie, sure. um, my sweet, smart boyfriend is often like, you know, he wants to see, you know, a good film. And I'm like, can we uh-huh. just see some shit blow up? Yeah. Something dumb. I'm the bro. Yeah. I like that, that though. But I'm just like, I, sometimes you're just like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to have a new experience. Right. <laughs> I don't want to go down into a, a feeling rabbit hole. I just blow, blow up the Statue of Liberty. Can I just have like a giant nonsense? And then sometimes too, I'm like, 
And then you, I know the type of mood I need to be in for that. Like with the new Independence Day coming out, or I guess it came out today or, or whatever. Right. It's just like, okay, I, I will know my appropriate mood for that. And it is not happening today. I, I'm a bit of a sucker for, uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, but uh, I love some just movie where you know exactly how it's going to happen. Oh, sure. That's going to emotionally manipulate me a couple of times. Oh, I see. I see. Like and, your Titanic, what would be a better, uh, better reference? Well, I'll tell you the most that. recent one. Mm-hmm. And this is a terrible movie, but it did everything that I expected it was going to do. And mm-hmm. I was happy the with the experience movie? I had at the end. <laughs> Uh, the intern with oh, Robert De Niro. And, I saw uh, that on a yeah, plane, right? and it was very sweet. It's a, but it's exactly no, it was, you was, know exactly what's going to happen. Yes. there's nothing that challenges you really. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a cute old guy, and there's a, like a you know like everything about it. You're kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I get he's, this. He's the only one who can really get to right. her. She's cut off from joy. But it, it had enough of those moments where they emotionally manipulated me in the way that you know a couple yeah. of drinks and some high altitude in. Um, no, I can true. cry at that. Yeah, you just go. Oh. <laughs> And it is a nice way to like. Uh, that's a healthy way to cry sometimes right. when you're like, I can't. I, this is just. Yeah, this is I'm all sure I need. I'm crying for something else, but it, at least it's yeah. just coming out. Yeah, I don't need to watch The Revenant. Yeah. I just. <laughs> oh my god, that thing! I was. It was in. The, it was sometime during that movie, and I didn't really watch. We watched the screener, so uh-huh. there's that. That at least you're like you didn't spend money on it. But the I was like, <laughs> I I deepened as a feminist watching that. Cause like an hour into it, I was like, I, I could care less about one more right. story about what fucking some guy is doing. Right. <laughs> it was just like, this is guys chasing guys oh. who are chasing guys. Don't care. Just I was, shut I up. was suddenly like, yeah. if I only ever see another Sandra Bullock movie, I'll be fine. But that's not true. I don't mind Sandra Bullock. That's another thing no, that's controversial but, to uh, admit out loud. But, but I, I, I enjoy a Sandra Bullock movie. No, of course. And I think Sandy brings like consistency to the table. She's great. Did you see the war? That the the war that the one where she was a journalist. There was the two competing journalists. They went down to an election. No, no. It was like came out last year. It kind of was like an under the radar indie-ish sort of like film. Anyway, I wish I could remember what it was called. But it's good. It's good. I like it. I say her as a, this is changing, it's in the midst of changing, but for a while, the only movies they would market toward women were like a Sandra Bullock, I'm working things out with my mom, or I'm trying to get with this guy movie. Uh Yeah. So that was sort of, even though she has since done more interesting, and then also since there's been Bridesmaids. Uh, No, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. I'm glad that she's getting, the one that I really felt like, was a really great comeback for her because I've always thought she's done like I mean even those Miss Congenia this is such an embarrassing thing to uh-huh. admit but those Miss Congeniality movies well she is great she's great like you know she knows how to do comedy yes she like fucking doesn't she's leave very anything in the accessible right absolutely yeah. right like Gwyneth Paltrow inaccessible yeah. to me I'm like I don't Sandra Bullock I don't get she's anything one of those but... people that's completely hot like you know as in yeah. like beautiful but can also kind of play you know yeah and I've met her in person and she's just like that yeah, she you, just seems like a beautiful woman who's dressed very casually and just seems like a normal person and I, can talk to you. So, what was the one with uh, Melissa McCarthy? What was that? The heat? Was it the, the heat? heat? Yeah. So, I just found that very funny. Like that made me laugh so much that film, <laughs> and I was like, like it was one of those things where I was like, both these people. Just they should put them in really good things. Yeah. And they seem to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, all do. right. I'm going to see if I can find out the name of this movie because I do recommend it to people. There should be a disc- – it's not like a 
No? Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, In the meantime, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Diet Diet Coke. Coke. Remember. Diet Coke. For when you don't have a headache. When you're looking things up on the internet. (laughs) When you want a headache, but you don't have one on your own. Diet Coke. (laughs) Diet Coke. If your system seems to not have enough chemicals, Diet Coke. Oh, Al Brandy's Crisis, the movie was called. Oh, okay. It was really good. Um, well, I mean, uh, what tough I was title, solid, tough title to get. Yeah, us. it was like a terror. It was a terrible title. Yeah, and it's you know what? It's one of those movies. Oh, here we go. I'll give you a little synopsis. <laughs> Our brand is Crisis is a two, uh, 2015 American comedy drama film directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, it's based on a documentary. It's a fictionalized account of the involvement of American political campaign strategists. In the 2002 Bolivian presidential election, so, so again, bored with the right? That's yeah. I mean, it's not anything that's going to get you into that movie. <laughs> also, it and sounds Bob- so much like the Tina Fey one that came out within a year of that one, where she was a journalist and then the whatever. You know what? It's be- she was a TV person. It's better than that. All right, I I've seen you. I've seen them both. Um, Whiskey, Tango, oh, yeah, yes. Foxtrot. Yeah, so they got to say WTF. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I mean, it's not the best. Like, it's like one of those jokes that it's one of those jokes where you're like, uh, you go, uh, yeah, you are real fun in the room. I mean, I guess go, you like, people that? aren't really like, hee hee, can you yeah. believe it's called that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it seems like that's probably what, like, oh my god, we're gonna call it this, yeah. And then, like, and then you're like, uh, people aren't yeah, really I guess, like, yeah, right, okay, it's kind of radio humor, yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. No, I get it. It's almost, it suggests you know, a cuss word, but it doesn't say it It's very, like yeah. a clever bumper, no, yeah. bumper plate uh, on the car. Yeah, like where you're like, oh, yeah, it's oh, like, sure. oh, 808, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I get, get that now. I get it. Yeah, I, that's I get fun. it. That's fun. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it is I get it. It is. <laughs> it's oh, anything you go, oh, yeah, I get oh, it. Oh, whiskey. Okay, yeah. I get it. You could do it with fraternity letters. We've seen that in the past, but, you know, never army yeah, I get it. I, <laughs> I anyway, so my dad that. has what? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, no stents. He decided no stents. He just decided. No, he I'm got gonna, a stent. Oh no, he got a stent. He had. This is what happened on Father's Day. Was I called my dad? Hey, Happy Father's Day. Well, <laughs> well thanks. <laughs> but he like talks for two seconds. Yeah. Well, your brother's here. You want to say hi? Oh, yeah. And I was like, nice. Oh my god! Like he won't talk the to me for five seconds. Yeah. So I get the pass off, and then. Uh, Everything my brother said led to a new piece of information I had not been told okay, bad nice. news about my father. Uh-huh. So he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, oh, I'm just here. Uh, you, you know, I stayed the weekend. I was like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, I just want to make sure the shunt in the, <laughs> or whatever it was like, I just want to make sure the, the thing they put into dad's chest for mm-hmm. the antibiotics, you know, was work, working good. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <sighs> Oh, well, he had, another, you know, after that one foot infection, then uh-huh. he got another couple of, of infections he uh-huh. didn't know. And so then they, they just have a thing in there so they can just hook him up to the IV drip. Uh-huh. So when the nurse comes, she can, I'm yeah. sorry, what? No, he has a nurse that comes uh-huh. once a day and puts in that. And I was like, I, oh, did he get the defibrillators on? No, they had to, because of the infections, they had to put that off. But it's fine because, the, and I was just like, like 15 things. That I was like, maybe I'll go for a visit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've been yada, yada, yada I've stuff. been, yes. Yeah. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> the funeral's on Friday. Yeah. Like, yo, oh, that's a, that is a, such a, and then my brother, after like the, the, the ninth time, I was like, what? My brother, he kind of was like sheepish and he's not a sheepish dude. He was like a, he's a giant 
computer guy. He's also uh-huh. a hunter and all that, but his thing is he does internet firewall security. Like oh, he's okay. a high yep. tech, cutting edge guy. But he was a champion power lifter in, in high school. Oh, okay. And he only did that sport because he, he didn't want to be around people. So he wouldn't <laughs> join the football team. So he was just like a champion. Like he's just right. built like a wall. And uh-huh. Anyway. But he, so sheepishly, after I was like, what? He goes, well, I, I didn't tell you because it was fine. Right. And it's like, okay. Just dad just having a new medical procedure uh, every three days. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> but he's like, I mean, but it's it, fine. It was, and I was like, oh, I see. My brother literally is only going to call me when, when dad's yeah. like, I have 14 breaths left. Right. Call Laura. Yeah. I'm holding my <laughs> okay, breath. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have 48 hours. Call her. Right. Like they, it's so bizarre when you're like, oh good. Yeah. That's the, that's when you want to be there. Uh, when it's like the countdown at New Year's. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, agree with like I but I can also see it I think there's certainly a little bit of that in me like certainly I come from a family where I like I you know they'll tell me a week after my dad dies that he's no no I mean they won't of course but but there is a bit of that you know he's fine but 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 he's fine fine. he's fine we're all fine don't worry there's a process to life that's fine yeah people die (laughs) he's fine Yeah, how's that? He's fine. No, no, it's, I mean, I mean it happens I, to everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's been dead for two years. But, no. Oh, we didn't mention anything. But I mean, he's fine. He's busy, you, you know? know, and yeah, grass he didn't want to hang. He's fine. Yeah, he was fine with it. It's fine. He's fine. He loved you. Yeah, no, he loved you. <laughs> I mean, he never said anything about it, but, you know, from the way he acted, we assumed he did. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a quiet, you know, non You know what he's like. In he's the just not a guy who says that, you know, but I mean, he. I mean, he, he definitely did. loved Prob- you. He probably did. I mean, you think he did, right? He and I'm like, yeah, dude, I definitely think he did. Well, yeah, I mean, well, he, well then why does hang he... Hang on to that. Why does he need to say it? People <laughs> say it too often anyway. Like, he's been dead was, two years. It didn't we didn't want to anyway. mention anything. Yeah. It was his last wish. He said, please don't... I'm fine. He said, don't, and, don't bother Will. His last words were, I'm fine. <laughs> In fact, it's on his gravestone. You can visit his gravestone. We put, I'm fine on his gravestone. Stand, yeah. He's fine. You know what? Could you send us $500 for the gravestone? <laughs> We're getting I'm fine <laughs> engraved on it for him. It was his last. Do your parents talk about their de- death stuff much? No, because they're, they're farmers. They're very practical about that. The only thing that we've talked about, I will say this, is that uh, the, the, so over the years, uh, the, only really two major discussions about anything to do with uh, any of uh, this sort of uh, stuff, uh, right? Uh. So my dad's not religious, uh, never uh, was, but he's mm-hmm. not anti-religious. He yeah. just, he literally is a farmer and he just never. Yeah. My, my dad mom, too, not religious. My mom, my grandmother is religious. So my mom was a bit religious. And I feel like now, even though she doesn't go to church or anything, mm-hmm. she's maybe from what she writes on Facebook and stuff, you know, kind of rediscovering her faith mm-hmm, or that connection mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but it was never a big thing in our family. Right. And like, my mom you know, too, I way. remember when I was like 12 or 13 and I kind of went so like, oh, this doesn't really make sense. And they were like, cool, you don't have to, you know, go anymore mm. or whatever. And that was kind of just me. So it was never a big deal in any way, mm-hmm. either anti or, you know, pro or anything. Mm-hmm. Very cycle of life sort of, you know, family. Mm-hmm. The only two times have really been around money. The first one was... At one stage when my brother decided to come back on the farm, my parents just said to me, oh, we had some money put away that we were going to help everyone with their weddings if you wanted to get married. And we've given your brother and sister oh. money for their weddings. But um, at the moment, it'd be handy if we could use this money to reinvest oh. in the farm because your brother's coming you know, home oh, okay. and that's what blah, blah, blah. Would Is that cool with you? And A, I didn't know that 
they had money for me. B, right. uh, I would never ask my parents for money because uh-huh. I have my own life and career right, and those right, sort right, of things. Right. It's not an idea that I would have. And C, I'm probably not going to get married. So, right. like, I mean, it was like, it really ticked all the boxes of me going, yeah, I'm yeah. totally fine with yeah. this. But at the same time, <clears throat> give me that money. But then, yeah. Yeah, but if my, yeah, give me the money. Can <laughs> but I just have the, can I just have the money? But, but I have a party I think it would be weird if you kept it. Yeah, it's weird. Do you hate, do you not like me as much as the others? I mean, just write me a check. Send me the cash. PayPal me. So, no, but then the other one was when we had a discussion about what that would mean. They wanted to discuss with us about the farm. Because, oh. and the weird thing was, with, because technically, I guess, when my parents die, that a third of the farm each oh, would right, go right. to each of the mm-hmm. kids. But really, what my parents would like, the farm's been in the, you know, the family for generations. And if my brother's going to you know, keep farming yeah. and raise his family there and those sort of things, I yeah. think my parents would love... To, to yeah, keep the farm, let, and then uh-huh. you know what, and so whatever then arrangement is made mm-hmm. is made, and they just wanted to kind of be cool with like, hey, if you know, if when we die, this isn't going to be a suddenly an issue yeah. with you guys. We about, want you to like, know now you don't get anything. Yeah, right. Unless you want to be a farmer. Yeah, which is like, like no. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. But that's literally <laughs> no, the, totally the only sense. two conversations yeah. we've ever really had about like the idea of their death have been. That just about two practical money things, yes. and then the rest of it is not talked about at all. Mine are the same yeah. way. It was never about death or what happens. It was yeah. just like, like one time they they went on a trip. Like it must have been fifteen years ago. They went. They were. I was looking through pictures of their trip, and I came across a picture of two headstones with their names on them, <laughs> which. I was completely unprepared for. So I'm just like, oh, that was nice. Oh, neat. Oh, you, oh, that's a cute restaurant. Oh! And like, I just saw my parents' headstones, which you may not think would be shocking to you, but it's very, sh- it was a shocking, and they were, and my mom was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We just went ahead and bought the headstones so you guys wouldn't have to. You know, we're going to be buried here. We bought the plot. We bought the thing. We bought the headstones. You just fill in the last number. That's all you're going to have to do. <laughs> I was you like, just fill in the last yeah. number. That's all, you know. And we, we, did, we, the paperwork with the name of the guy who does it, and we just put it. And I was like, thanks. Like, just that's how my parents are. You know right? what? They were doing a deal. We just guessed it some dates. <laughs> I so, was like, <laughs> why hire you? I was, I'll just use a sharpie. Right. But it's yeah, they're like that. And then my dad was like, the last <sighs> he was like, well, I just paid a bunch of money in taxes. So when you get the inheritance, you don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that is very nice. No, it it's is. It's a really but nice thing to do. It's, but. It is. It's nice and thoughtful and practical. And there is, what is your response? Right. Hey. So this is what I was going to say is this idea of like. How much exactly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah how much you worth? No, how much exactly and how are you feeling? I can understand how. <laughs> old people don't want to be a bother. Like all yes. sick people, like, you know, that idea of like not telling you that it, about all these things yes. because part of it is just like. And the old people who are a bother like, are even worse. Right. <laughs> so I understand swinging yeah. the other way. Yeah, exactly. We right. all know old people who are a bother and yeah. that who wants that. Right, exactly. So I, I don't think I'm going to look after my parents. So as in like, I don't think that responsibility will be mine if they need to be looked after. Right. I feel like. It, I feel like my parents have decided that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Well, they, they don't want to come on the road with you and a no. nurse. Yeah, I don't think that would be. You, you have a hotel room. Right. They're in the room next. <laughs> with their No, of course. I mean. You know Will Anderson travels same, with his parents, You right? know, it's not weird. It's, yeah. it's a little, when he, <laughs> when you're trying to hook up with someone, you're like, 
your is your place okay? Because my right. at my hotel room it's my parents and a yeah. and a nurse. It's a and whole. My dad's it's on a, a machine now. And I mean, it's fine. They're unconscious. I mean, yeah, it's but fine. I mean by seven. <laughs> it just might be awkward for you. For you, but yeah. I don't care. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Normally, they get a separate room. <laughs> But this is just for laughs, and there's some big acts no, no, in they town, didn't, and they yeah, yeah. The the place was really. I mean, full. it was really full, and um, I'm just you know what? Big, Let's try. Anyway, whatever. You just you know what? <laughs> you know what? There's a there's a lock on the bathroom. You know, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you know the lock on the bath. This is the funny. I like you. You like me. The bathroom has a lock. So uh, my friends and I, about five years ago, decided that uh, we were going to go to Las Vegas for like a final. We were at that age where the idea of going to Las Vegas was either beyond us already or we were very much in the last time that it might That's be like a thing so to, funny. to do. So we decided that we would do it. And the last we, possible moment we could enjoy it at all, right. any part of it at all. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as we discovered afterwards – it's really interesting because there's four of us who went and uh-huh. it, we were all at various different stages of it. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I could happily never go back to Las Vegas uh-huh. again. And I felt like I had one proper like Las Vegas experience. There you go. And there was another guy in the group who was like, we should do this again next year. <laughs> so, you know, we hadn't all landed on the uh, same I page see. by I the see. end of it. but. Well. But there was a certain uh, element of that. And, um, oh, God, there was a very good reason I was going to tell you that story, which was uh, we were talking about old people and uh, fuck. Ah, I can't remember now. I've completely lost my train of thought. Well, now I feel like I should know. There's no way you could post. Oh, no, got it. Back. Yeah? Thank oh, you. Good. Well nice. done. I won't edit that out, by the way, because I don't like Why to should edit. You? But anyway, so. This is the thought process. Is, uh, we were talking about, you said that the bathroom door has a oh, lock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So on the last night, so the, all four of us are staying in like a suite. So the, it's the same communal room and then there's like four different sort of like mm-hmm. bedroom offshoots off this room. But there's like a main communal room that, you know, all of us, you know, kind of share. And uh, two of the guys decided to go out on the last night and two of us were already like I had to drive back to LA. Like oh, I was where? the driver, so the next, I was like, I'm gonna have a quiet night tonight. Right, right, be right. ready for tomorrow night. But two of them decided that they would go out, like uh-huh. for the final night. And they met two ladies who who turned out to be uh, professional, you know, sex workers. Uh huh. Sure. And they were, you know, try the the girls were trying it on with with these guys, and their pitch was, they said, oh, we you know we're sharing this. Uh, you know, place so there's no way. Like, so the guys were just being polite. You know, they were just saying, "Oh, you know," they were just trying to put it off in a polite way. So they're just going, "Oh, no, 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 we're sharing." You know, and the guys are in the in this hotel room as well. And the girls were like, "Oh, no, 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 we can just go back and do it in the toilet. We do that all the time." And I was like, "Well, that's an insight into a world of, <laughs> that I'd never really discovered." Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah a, no, no, that's oh yeah, no. The roommate reach oh, around? Yeah. Totally. No big oh, deal. man, we can keep quiet Let's enough. Take that it to the bathroom. Sometimes the wife's in the other room. We're so fine. Oh, this yeah. is Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy who goes in and puts earplugs there's in a, the people. It's there's fine. There's a utility yeah. uh, closet down the hall. We know this hotel. Literally, this yeah, is fine. No big deal. You know what? I can knock them out for yeah. an hour and a half. No, no. It's fine. I've got some... Uh, <laughs> Some light. I've got some chloroform. Yeah, some it's light, fine. Literally, it's just chloroform. an hour and a half. It's yeah. like, no it's big fine. Deal. No big deal. And we'll just an hour and a an half. Hour and a half. 15 minutes. Right. No big Seriously, deal. Yeah. No problem. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, bar, no kissing. Bar, no kissing. 
Don't have time for that. This is fine. That's fine. Hey, hey, don't be a creep. Hey, let's not make this weird. <laughs> if you think you're going to put your mouth on my mouth, yeah, you're exactly. Like crazy. That's gross. <laughs> All right, um, I think we're done. I think so. Uh, tell me this. We've done some good work. Where can people find you? Where can people, if they have now, if they'd not heard of you before? I'm Laura House on Twitter. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, I'm Laura House on Twitter and just website laurahouse.com. Very easy. Uh, you have podcasts? I do. I did one because I couldn't think of, um, there's nothing I, well, you talk about anything too, but I yes. just called mine Laura House at large because uh-huh. I was like, well, whatever. But I'm doing a series now called Will You Med With Me? Uh-huh. Where I meditate with comedians or now, teach them if they don't know. So you meditate first because you are a meditation, we, well, you we are talk a qualified about, like, what meditation instructor. You out. Yeah, certified. Yeah. Like it's right next to my raw yeah. food certification. Yeah. No, but it's, uh, I don't actually have a certificate, but it's, uh, yeah, I've done it for a while and ta- I teach it. So, but yeah, I'm fascinated that, I don't know. I I want to be able to present it like, look, this isn't a weird, heavy thing that you might think of meditation as uh-huh. or whatever. Like, this is comics and writers and stuff. So yeah. it's meant to be like you, you can meditate along with us. Yeah, that's cool. That's really yeah. fun. I uh, have been reading. Uh, I, so speaking of retreats, you know, like you said, you, you said we were done. Goodbye. I, I mean, <laughs> if only one we, one more be, thing about Batman. To be honest. <laughs> If only we had, if only we had you here every week, because that is exactly what somebody needs to say to me. Because there is always something else I want to say. I just say. wear a referee shirt and come out with a whistle. I mean, it's you're gonna, done. It's going to be bothering yeah. me until next time we talk that we didn't get to Norway. No, it's. I mean, oh, I'm literally yeah. going to like no, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sometimes people think that I like forget about the things. No, I just <laughs> think about other things. There's so many things I no, want to know. No, I get it. No, it is. I do the same. No, I've always wanted to do like a meditation retreat because I think that's the mm-hmm. only way that I could definitely like. Because I've always been interested in it, but I've always think I think that for me to re- I think I need to really fucking throw myself into going somewhere and doing like a a week or a course or a thing where I just because I think that I'm too I don't know why I don't actually know I why could but I think explain it I, to you and I could teach it to you but it's a whole other conversation yeah. that we can also have and record but it's. Well, thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> part of the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate me. it. Um, uh, if, I enjoyed if, being a, a Charlie. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure Charlie enjoyed being uh, – having. Uh, anyway, I don't know mm-hmm. how that works, but you'd ever anyway, – I'll whatever. bet you had a good time. This is the end of the podcast. This is the point. <laughs> I mean, some people have switched off by now. Some people haven't because some people know it comes home strong occasionally. At the end of this podcast, Sam Jackson <sighs> comes on and tells you about – Yeah, there's a little – It gives a little hint about the next yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. What's coming up next? Oh, I will say this, that the dollop down under, Dave Anthony and uh, Gareth Reynolds' tour of Australia – uh, I think I'm allowed to say that I will be doing some of those Ooh. shows. I won't say which ones, but I will be doing some of those shows. So check your local guides uh, when that comes out. And uh, if you're in Australia, I'm coming home. So uh, I check uh, the Twitter and stuff for where I'll be doing sets and you know stuff around Australia. So uh, thank you very much, Laura House. And uh, hopefully you. we'll get to talk to you again soon. Please.